Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy continues her discussion of enlightened genes. Welcome. In this episode, we're continuing to explore the topic of awakened genes. The idea that we have this awakened nature deep within us, called Buddha nature, these awakened genes, is pretty radical teaching of the Mahayana. We have all sorts of thoughts about who we are deep down. And the people around us have all sorts of ideas of who we are as well. And they tell us about it. But very few say, well, what your nature really is, is fully enlightened Buddha nature. At the same time, while that is said to be our nature, it's also said that it needs to be stirred up or awakened in some way. So these series of episodes are about awakening that enlightened genes, awakening that inherent nature. Sometimes this is described in terms of two terms, Buddha nature for that fundamental awakened nature within us, and bodhicitta as the awakening of that inherent nature. In the last episode, we looked into signposts or indications that that nature is waking up, is being stirred up, beginning to show itself. And paired with that, we looked into signs that that inherent Buddha nature is not being awakened. And in this episode, we're looking at another pair of uh, traditional descriptions one is focused on obstacles, what obstacles we might have in trying to awaken these enlightened genes. And the other pair focuses on situations that are conducive or situations that benefit the awakening or support the awakening of our enlightened genes. I would like to make clear that I'm not introducing these traditional lists as a form of catechism, but more as a a way to start reflecting on what we view as our own obstacles, our own signposts, to introduce a way of reflecting on our practice and our development, which I think is a good thing to do. So today's pair, like the previous ones, starts with obstacles and is paired then with encouragements, you could say. Obstacles and encouragements. In the obstacle side, the traditional list includes four things. Trungpa Rinpoche described the first obstacle by a quite controversial term. He called the first obstacle intrinsic slavery. This is actually a very interesting pattern. We easily become slaves to our schemes, slaves to our work, slaves to our possessions. We enslave ourselves in so many ways. We set up things and then we are stuck servicing them, so to speak. That takes away our power, takes away our dharmic inspiration, eats up our time. We ourselves entrap ourselves. We create ourselves into slaves. I relate to this in terms of a pattern I'm familiar with, which is it's easy to get ourselves into things, but then it's very hard to get out once we have done so. Basically, we set ourselves up and create conditions we can't then get out of. We burden ourselves with obligations and expectations. The second traditional obstacle for awakening enlightened genes is very simple and straightforward. It's being unaware, lacking in awareness. It's having a limited kind of awareness that does not look beyond the surface or superficial level of things. Without awareness, we're oblivious to any glimpses of our inherent nature as they arise. Oblivious quality, a distracted quality, a non-inquisitive quality. As for the third obstacle, 
it says that enlightened genes won't awaken in the midst of evil actions or harmful behavior. When they're really cut up in violence and harm, it's like putting a lid on our intrinsic nature, dampening who we really are. It's said that in the midst of such activities, our awakened genes kind of hide out. There's no opening for them to show themselves. The fourth and final obstacle listed is sleepiness. This seems similar to a lack of awareness, but also has the quality of a lack of energy and alertness being foggy and dull and drowsy. In terms of biology, we do have genes, actually, that remain dormant until they encounter the right conditions or stimulation to manifest. And likewise, it seems like the idea of enlightened genes is similar, that they're there, they're never not there, but they don't always show themselves until the conditions are right, until obstacles are removed. Paired and contrasting with these obstacles is a list of conditions conducive to awakening enlightened genes. And this list has just two in it. One has to do with working with our outer situation, and the other has to do with our inner situation. The first is called waking up at the right time. For me, it points to creating outer conditions that sustain our practice and cultivation of our awakening. And that could be in terms of uh, environment, but also in terms of scheduling and our timeliness. We could pay attention to the situations we create for ourselves and how we work with our environment and how we make time for practice. In terms of our inner situation conducive to awakening, is very straightforward taking an interest in Dharma practice. So there's a quality of agency there that we can create situations, inner and outer, that help us realize what this path is all about. In one way or another, so much of our path is simply removing obstacles and creating conducive and supportive conditions. So to review, in our practice and in our life, we can be open to feedback. We can pay attention to signs, signs of being awakened and signs of not being awakened. We can look at obstacles we encounter and obstacles we ourselves create that get in the way of our awakening. And we can pay attention to cultivating situations and conditions, outer and inner, that actually support that journey. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.